The views and opinions of the following program are not necessarily those of the staff management ownership or sponsors of the Real Talk Radio Network. Portions may be pre-recorded. This is the Real Talk Radio Network, the voice of freedom. The following program is sponsored by Frank Shelton. Welcome to Frank Shelton's podcast on life, leadership, and our Lord. Frank is an author, evangelist, and one of the most sought-after speakers in America. Frank is married to his sweetheart, Ruth, and they have two children and live near Washington, D.C. After working two decades on Capitol Hill, he left by faith to preach the gospel. He served five years on staff with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he was a chaplain at three Summer Olympics. Today, Frank has preached on five continents and addressed audiences at stadiums over 120,000 in attendance. His TV ministry, By Faith with Frank Shelton, airs weekly to over 150 million homes worldwide. And today, he's thrilled to speak to you. Enjoy today's message by our host, Frank Shelton. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why. Oh, why? Oh, why can my dream come true? Praise the Lord. Hello, my friends. Man, I am excited to be with you. Today is the weekend of January 20th. Two special things honoring Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, we tend to forget the nightmares, but we still pause to remember those who dreamed. And uh, Dr. King not only dared to dream, but God used him to touch the world. God bless Dr. King. I remember the late, great Mar- Metalark Lemon with the Harlem Globetrotters. I had the honor to spend a lot of time with Lark. And his wife called one time and said, hey, my husband's gonna be at the US Capitol. I want you to spend all day with them. And it was a rare time that I was actually riding in the limousine and it was just Metalark Lemon and me. And he did an event at the US Capitol. We went to eat at one of my favorite places, Old Abbott Grill. But he said, Frank, I hear they just finished making the memorial, the statue of Dr. King. And if you go to my website, you'll see the picture of Metalark Lemon and I at the base of the MLK statue. And uh, Metalark was a dreamer. Dr. King was a dreamer. And I want to encourage you, don't stop dreaming. You know, Elvis Presley only sang, If I Can Dream, one time live. But uh, it was just arguably voted by the fans as maybe the number one song of his of all time. It knocked out suspicious minds, can't help falling in love. And uh, I'm telling you, if you're alive, don't stop dreaming because we die the moment we fail to dream. And with the Lord, dreams still come come true. I also want to pause and celebrate my son, our son, Andrew Lincoln Shelton. Andrew was born Inauguration Day, the very hour President Obama was sworn into office, January 20, 2009. As Obama came in, the little guy came out. Can I get an amen? Uh, We named him Andrew because every time Andrew is mentioned in the Bible, he was always bringing somebody to Jesus. And I was always told parents give a child a name 
that they can grow into. You know, you don't want to name someone like Hitler or Judas, uh, but a, a name that is large and that fills big shoes. And if you think small, we usually stay small. But we named him Andrew because it was always bringing someone to Christ. And we were going to name him Andrew Graham Shelton because of my respect for Dr. Graham. My former boss had the honor to serve Billy Graham. And you got an Andrew and a Graham who both pointed countless people to Christ. I thought, how could you go wrong? But the irony is because God had our son born on Inauguration Day, and our family has protected the last 26 of 29 U.S. presidents. And our ancestor, Joseph Gale Shelton, assigned at the White House in the 1860s, handpicked by Mary Todd Lincoln, became close personal friends with President Lincoln. And if he was born on any other day, it would have been Andrew Graham Shelton, but because he was born on Inauguration Day, we switched up and named him Andrew Lincoln Shelton, and I'm so proud of him. Ruth is so proud of him, and uh, happy birthday, Andrew. I want to encourage you today. I got an exciting show for you. I appreciate all the feedback we've gotten. Heard a story of a traveling preacher, and uh, he gave an altar call, and many folks were coming forward for different issues came up to one guy and he said, uh, how can I help you? And he said, preacher, I need you to pray for my hearing. Well, that preacher put both fingers in his ear. Remember, maybe in grade school, got the old wit willy. The eyes got bigger than saucers. His mouth hit the floor and he almost passed out. And uh, the preacher said, how are you feeling now? He goes, I don't know. My hearing ain't till Tuesday at the courthouse. <laughs> Man, I love that. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege of prayer. Oh, God, we're tapping into greatness right now. I thank you, thank you, thank you that we're on the line with Jesus, the Most High God. Oh, God, that you, that who spoke the world into existence and through the stars and space and created us, how you have time for us, but today... We say thanks. I just pray for those listeners. I pray that they would tune into you at this moment. I pray for breakthroughs, life change, anointing, victory. Give them a download, maybe what they're supposed to do in the near future. Just touch hearts. Convict those who are off the past. Bring prodigals back home. Restore relationships. I pray where there have been more days than dollars that you would just help money start coming in from the north, south, east, and west, pay the bills and then some. And Father, you're a God who not only helps us just get by, but you're a God of more than enough. And I just pray that you would open up the blessings of heaven, emotionally, literally, figuratively, spiritually. And I just pray that you would save souls in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I got an exciting thing to share with you this hour. Uh, I know we're not supposed to publicly say this when you're tapping into the Lord, but I'm still going with that fast. And I am telling you, I have found a feasting and fasting. There's a buffet with the Bible. And when you get hungry for him, I'm telling you, Jesus said, I have food that you know not of. But I'm telling you, God will give you some divine appointment, some direction where it was cloudy, it will be clear. And uh, 
As you know, I used to be the D.C. Maryland Delaware coordinator for all of Dr. Billy Graham. And yes, we've always thought out of the box. We've thought globally. We've thought regionally. And in this season, praise God, I'm already booked in eight or nine countries for 24. But I felt like the Lord said, Frank, go back to basics. Go where it started. And we are just now running with a revival tour in Maryland. I'm not doing it because I'm bored. Uh, we're already nonstop. But I felt like I Googled there's 23 counties in Maryland, and we're in 24. And Lord willing, we're going to hit 23 counties in 24 of Maryland. God gave me a theme, Ephesians 5, 14 through 16. Awake from your sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Redeem the time because the days are evil. And I think a lot of people can agree with me that a lot of saints are slumbering. They're asleep. And if Jesus could arise on the third day, that first Easter, we have no excuse not to arise from the bed and worship on Sunday. You know, a lot of us have been at bedside Baptist for too long. Where do you go to church? Well, some of you go to St. Mattresses. Can I get an amen? And yes, we know the church isn't a beautiful brick building. It's blood-bought believers. But the Lord also said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. But here's the catch. With the help of God and some of our listeners, yes, I'll come to Missouri, Montana. I'm in New Mexico, Lord willing, next week. But I also felt like the Lord said, I want to come to every county in my home state. And uh, if you're listening today, you got friends in Maryland. I know you're in Missouri. Um, you know, maybe you want to help us out. I'd also encourage you to ask your pastor. Say Frank said he'd come preach. I do want to come preach. Time is short. Um, I really believe that, you know, there's a lot of you out there working hard. You know, you work 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours a week. I think the preacher needs to work just as hard, if not harder, Lazy and the Lord do not go hand in hand, but I'm excited. We're going to lift up Jesus in every county. And I used to be on staff with the governor of Maryland, and I saw my former boss. They would hit every county during a campaign to get elected. When I used to work with the United States Senate, if you're running for that statewide office, laziness is not an option. And the candidate or the one already in office would hit every single county to get elected. And that is noble, uh, but I really felt like the Lord told me long ago, if they're doing it for a temporal cause, I'm going to do it for an eternal cause. Yes, government is one thing. God is everything. But I am excited to preach, Lord willing, every county in my state. You can go to frankshelton.com. This is going to be an amazing, amazing show. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Thank you. Good night. The 
Morning Crew with Dan and Drew. I just pray that this nation turns back to God. A down-to-earth, common man show that gets to the point and the details. I just wanted to thank <laughs> both of you for doing the great job that you're doing on the morning show. What, what was that? My headphones cut out. Yeah, say that I, I one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. The Morning Crew with Dan and Drew. Weekday morning, 6 until 9 on the Real Talk Radio Network. Yeah, I love that song. That's Dove Award winner Jeremy Camp. I had the honor several years ago to preach two years in a row at Six Flags Amusement Park on Faith Day. And it was an honor. Jeremy Camp sang and I preached. And, uh, you know, looking back, God's been way too good to me. Um, What a joy it is to just try to speak life to people. And uh, I just love good music. And uh, it's always encouraging to hear good singing. If you're enjoying the program, send me an email, frank at frankshelton.com. That's frank at frankshelton.com. I want to talk to you today about promises. You know what? Uh, You've heard of empty promises. We've had some elected officials maybe say one thing to get elected and act like they got amnesia once they're in office. I'm not talking false promises, but I'm talking promises that you can take to the bank. You know the Lord doesn't lie, and uh, when God speaks it, it's true. The definition for promise, quote, a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. See, when God says it, that settles it. There are 66 books of the Bible And there are approximately 8,810 promises. Promises. And I want to encourage you today, when you get into God's promises, you will appreciate his presence like never before. People are like, well, God never talks to me, says the person whose Bible is closed. See, when you get in the word and the word gets in you, you'll realize that God will talk to you. There's been twice in my life where um, I was asked to be on hold and the White House operator for two different presidents of two different parties. I'm on hold and they said, will you hold for the president of the United States? It's pretty surreal. It's humbling. Now, dad protected eight U.S. presidents and I've always been proud of them. And man, it's amazing. Uh, But when you're actually the one on the other line, it's pretty wild. But there was one time I literally was like, oh, man, I was on my way to Walmart. Can I call him right back? You know, we have this hurried up and wait in Washington where I'm from, and I'm looking out the window, and it's pouring down rain here today as I'm broadcasting live just outside the nation's capital. But even though it rains here, I'm encouraged because God still rains up there. Did you know what's over my head is under his feet and the Lord is on the throne and he's in charge but as I was waiting 
you know, in Washington, we have this hurried up and wait, and it's okay for elected officials to wait, or we have to wait on them, but it's not proper protocol or respectful if, if they have to wait on us. I used to drive a congressman, and it was amazing, and I put in 12, 14 hours a day. And respectfully, my old boss, you know, in a world of show horses, he was a workhorse. I mean, he was the first one and the last one. He was nonstop. And uh, we can al learn a lot from elected officials. Uh, but there would be some times that, you know, the event was going a little bit later. And if I wasn't right by his side, sometimes I got the car running. Or you may think it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes. There are times even the Secret Service can wait. And you may be in the car waiting and waiting and waiting. But when it's time to go, you need to be ready to roll. And uh, so, again, it's okay for us to wait on them, but they don't always have to wait on us. That's not a superior thing. It's just a respectful thing. But here's the catch. Back to the White House and the president. Most of us would not disrespect the commander-in-chief, but I often think that too many of us start our day, our daily routine, and we leave God on hold. And we're not talking the president. We're talking the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Great I Am. And at the end of the day, it's not that God and his sovereignty was too busy for us. I got to ask you a question. At times, are we too busy for God? I want to encourage you today. We have a direct line, not to an office that is oval, but to the throne of God. And when you reach out to God, one, heaven's a prayer away, and two, you'll never get a busy signal when you're on the line with the Bible. Back to the promises and presence. When you cling to his promises and then you appreciate his presence, you will find your purpose like never before. You know, these iPhone 14s and 15s are nice, but they're worth a thousand bucks plus. But if you don't plug it into the wall, it's not worth a dime. And a lot of us got potential and talent and connections and resources and finances. But I'm telling you, when you rely on your own strength, you will eventually lose. But when you tap into him, you cannot lose. I want to encourage you to do the hard thing. The hard thing. I read recently, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard. Obesity and gaining weight is hard. But being fit is also hard. The key in 24, choose your hard. Being in debt is hard. But being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your hard. Communication is hard. And not communicating is hard. Choose your hard. Life will never be easy. It will always be hard. But you can choose your hard. So pick wisely. I want to talk to you about joy. Joy. Jesus first others second, yourself last. If you're miserable, your priorities are off. There's a difference between being happy and joyful. Metalark Lemon was the clown prince of joy. See, happy is temporal, but joy is eternal. I found a few Bible verses on joy. The word joy, rejoice, and joyful appear a total of 430 times in Scripture compared with happy or happiness, which is only 10 times. Did you know joy is lasting and it satisfies the heart in a unique and marvelous way? 
Joy is the staple of God's people. And when you're in his presence, there was a pastor, his name was Colin, and said, quote, Christian joy flows from realizing our position in Christ, who we are in him, and what he's done for you. There is first, let me, Psalm 30, verse 5, for his anger is but for a moment and his favors for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry, but joy comes in the morning. I'm going to give you another one, John 6, 22. So also you may have sorrow now, but I'll see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. Psalm 4, verse 7, you have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. John 15, 11, these things I've spoken unto you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. What these people are perpetrating against America is evil. If we don't stand up for these people, who's going to, ladies and gentlemen? Our government literally is attacking the citizens, and the citizens are not backing down. Thank you for all that you do, because I love that you're spreading the truth out there. The fight continues. This is the Real Talk Radio Network, the voice of freedom. I don't know who you are. But my friend Frank Shelton has a special set of skills. When we find you, he will preach and we both will pray for you. You can run, but you can't hide from God's goodness and grace. Stop living in fear and live today by faith. Yeah, I love that movie, Taken. Uh, for several years, I've had the honor to serve on a national task force combating human sex trafficking. And we've been doing it for over 10 years. If you haven't seen the movie, The Sound of Freedom, I want to encourage you to go see it. Uh, true story, I was promoting that movie for four, four years before it was released. We had met with members of Congress, uh, cabinet-level offices, uh, pro sports stars, well-respected pastors, behind the scenes fighting it. It is a real evil epidemic. And um, I'm also working with a group called Sports World Against Trafficking with some of the biggest names in pro sports. And uh, you can also go to frankshelton.com. If you feel led uh, to help us fight that fight just recently, I don't know all the story, but maybe you've heard what was coming out of New York where there was actually tunnels um, I guess that's still to determine what was going on there. But the fact is, uh, they're not only stealing children out of the Philippines, it's in Philadelphia, Maryland, where I live is, I think the top three worst from what I was told at one time. I don't know if it's any better, but because of the I-95 corridor, a kid could be stolen out of Baltimore and on a plane to Bangkok in the morning. It is evil, evil, evil. 
And uh, if you would like to help fight the good fight, give a tax-deductible donation, not only as we preach, but we're trying to save souls in more ways than one. Go to frankshelton.com, click donate. We'll be eternally thankful. I want to talk to you today about standing on the rock. That's right, standing on the rock. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, Jesus speaking, and doeth him, I'll liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. You remember the three wise men that followed the star to see the Son of God that first Christmas? Wise men still seek him, and you would be wise to look to the Lord. Verse 2, And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Number one, Jesus is the rock, not Dwayne Johnson. Are you with me? When we stand on the rock, that is not only a position, more importantly, it is a person. Someone once said that if a woman's best friend is a diamond, ma'am, you're in love with the wrong rock because Jesus is the rock of all ages. Matthew 7, verse 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and does them not will be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Now, do you want to be wise or do you want to be foolish? Do you want to build on the rock or do you want to build on the sand? Now, some say life's a beach. I love the beach. I love the shore. I love the waves. There is a reset when you get to walk on the water. But I'm telling you, you don't want to build your home on top of the sand because it may be beautiful today and it is going to be gone tomorrow. Verse 27, the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and it beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Someone said years ago that the day you come to Christ you'll no longer have problems. You'll no longer go through pain. You'll no longer experience pitfalls, but that's misleading. Jesus said that the storms will come, but with Christ you'll overcome every storm. And what I want you to see, Jesus himself is even saying, whether you build your life on the rock or the sand, the storms of life are going to come. But if Christ is in your crisis, you're going to be a-okay. This is for the wise person who built their life on the rock. Go back and read Matthew 25 and 27 is identical. For the Christian or those who tap into Jesus, the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house. And in verse 27, the atheist and the agnostic, Jesus is telling you the truth because he is truth. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. There's not even a comma out of place. There's not a word missing. The storms are going to come. But if God be for you, who can be against you? Too many today, especially in ministry, are preaching and trying so hard to be relevant that they've become irrelevant because they're preaching everything but the Bible. This past year, I had the honor to speak in Johnson City, Tennessee, for my good friend, Dr. Todd Holmes and Katie Holmes at the Great River Church, and they have a thriving Bible college. And it was an honor to be the keynote at the Bible college. And I shared some remarks, and I grabbed my notes, and I want to share a few with you. I said, quote, graduates, we are charged to preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. I've been on Fox News multiple times in New York City, D.C., and Dallas. 
And one pastor was asked a question with me on the panel, and they said, well, what do you think of this? And the pastor of a large church said, quote, let me tell you what I think. When it was my turn, I said on national television, I'm not going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you, thus saith the Lord. We need to get back to the Bible, get back to basics, and preach, thus saith the Lord. Friends, the power is bragging on Jesus and standing on his words. When you are on his promises, you get his power. But when you try to just speak on your own, you're on your own. You preach the word, you're on a rock. You preach anything else, you're on sifting sand. You lose authority when you veer away from Scripture. Prayer and preaching God's Word makes us more powerful than the Pentagon. However, sin is our kryptonite. Private sin will bring down public ministry. And write this down. Integrity is boring until the second you lose it. See, the problem with sin, you can pick your sin, but you can't pick your consequences. Sin will fascinate you before it assassinates you. Here's the word of the day. Quote, if you don't kill the flesh, the flesh will kill you. I think of two people. There was Paul and Demas. Both started out strong, but at the end, Demas loved the present world. See, Paul was a winner. Demas was a wannabe. Paul started and finished. Demas started and fizzled. Paul was faithful. Demas was faithless. Paul started out with the son, but Demas died in sin. Paul loved the word. Demas loved the world. Paul was faithful to God, but Demas became a footnote to God. Bobby Leach in 1911 was the first man to survive Niagara Falls. And he went over in a wooden barrel. He died a few years later in the privacy of his own kitchen. Are you ready for this? By slipping on an orange peel. Sometimes some of Satan's biggest attacks come right after your biggest victories. The irony is the man survived Niagara with everyone watching, but died alone in his kitchen and broke his neck. Satan will allow you to shine in public, but then he will try to take you out in private. I love Jordan. I saw him play multiple times with the Chicago Bulls and when he was with the Washington Wizards. And my brother even caddied for Michael a couple times in Vegas at a prestigious golf course. My friend has been friends with Michael for 40 years. He was with Michael when he proposed to his first wife. And Michael has been generous and he gave my friend three game-worn shoes. An investor in New York recently offered him $445,000 for one pair of Air Jordans. Southaby just sold a pair for excess of $2.2 million. Why? Because Michael wore them. If you get a chance to see the new movie Air with Chris Tucker and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck talking about how the Jordan shoe came to existence. It almost went to Converse and Adidas, but Nike got it. The rest is history. Nike means victory. But Michael's mama in Wilmington, North Carolina, 
stole the show then and during the movie. And she said, a shoe is just a shoe until my son puts his shoes in them. And I want to encourage you today, this late in society, when our world is upside down, I love Mike. The Gatorade thing was like Mike. If I could be like Mike. And Mike was one of a kind. But today, you listening under the sound of my voice, if you had a chance to wear a new pair of Air Jordans or follow the example of Air Jesus, we would do better to walk in Christ's sandals. I learned a long time ago, if we don't follow Christ's sandals, we may step into our own personal scandal. My friends, we need to walk worthy of the calling that God's put before us. And let's not just start strong, but let's finish strong. I shared with the graduates that when they graduated, it's a huge accomplishment, but success isn't just obtaining a degree, but the degree you live for the Lord. And you can have more degrees than a thermometer, but if we're not right with God and we get arrogant, conceited, and have no time of others, I'm telling you, just because you start strong doesn't mean you're going to finish strong. Another word I gave, nuggets of wisdom, if serving is beneath you, then leadership is too big for you. Twice a year, I personally go to two places. It's worked for me, and I believe it will work for you. And I'm not just talking to Christians or clergy. I'm talking to everybody listening. I go to a cemetery in a junkyard. A cemetery reminds me that life is short and I could be next. There's always a date when you were born and when you died and that hashtag in the middle makes all the difference. The Bible tells us to redeem the time and I also go to a junkyard and reminds me that today's treasure is tomorrow's trash. My boss, Billy Graham, said more than once, it's okay to have nice things, but don't let nice things have you. Chase the eternal, not the temporal. And when we come back, I'm going to share a few nuggets with you, but I want to leave you with the poem getting ready to transition to this break. I dreamed many a dreams that never came true, only to see them vanish at dawn. But enough of my dreams have come true to make me keep dreaming on. I sown many seeds that fell by the wayside only for the birds to feed upon, but I've held enough golden sheaves in my hand to make me keep sowing on. I've drained the cup of disappointment and pain and I traveled many a day without a song, but I've sipped enough nectar from the roses of life to make me wanna live on. Therefore, I'm thankful for my mountains, I'm thankful for my valleys, I'm thankful for the storms God brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. And I wouldn't know what faith in God could do it. Keep up the good work, Peggy. We're listening. We're out here. We're with you. It's on the real with Peggy Hubbard. Don't ever refer to me as African because don't 
Conan Boy was born in St. Louis. Hey, I was with you in Forest Park, and I was with you in D.C. It is not about our color. It's about the haves and the have-nots. Peggy, good stuff all the way around. I love her so much, and she is just such a beautiful human being. She is a true treasure. On The Real with Peggy Hubbard, weekday afternoons, 2 until 4, on The Real Talk Radio Network. I'd love to come to your neck of the woods in the near future. Elvis mentioned Albuquerque and uh, Lord willing next week I'm on the Jet West and uh, probably Southwest heading west and uh, I'm going to see my good friend Pastor Caleb Cooper. I have the honor to preach Saturday night to their annual partner ministry banquet folks are coming from all over that region it's going to be exciting i love pastor caleb and his wife erica and then i'm going to preach sunday morning sunday night monday night in truth or consequences new mexico and then um, i'm supposed to be speaking in some public schools on anti-bullying chase your dreams we talked about dreams at the beginning of the show dr king and metal arc lemon and uh you can reach the top without bottoming out. You don't got to do drugs and alcohol to fit in. And see, the devil wants you to fit in, but the Lord wants you to stand out. And, uh, you know, that's why I love diversity and uh, different shades of color. Just shows you that God is not boring. Excited to be out in New Mexico. I'm going to take the late flight back, race straight back into Washington. And then I have the honor to be at the presidential prayer breakfast and uh, we definitely need to pray for our leadership, our country, our cabinet, this Congress. And uh, the Bible study, if you didn't know, was bipartisan. My boss, Billy Graham, I think preached six times as the keynote. And uh, I'm excited to attend that. And then uh, straight from there, it's off to the races. And uh, we're going to be in Nassau, Bahamas the following month just confirmed last night it looks like i'm preaching at two churches in bucharest romania and uh lord willing i'm preaching in illinois vermont new hampshire and uh a couple other places just got asked to return to the palmetto state in south carolina uh, we're going to be back in fort myers florida and when i asked metal lark lemon one time i said lark you've been all over the world you played at madison square garden i think you played in a hundred countries where's your favorite place to play and he laughed and gave me that million watt grin wider than the mississippi and he said brother frank my favorite place is in your town and uh man he was the consummate uh preacher consummate player and uh he was the consummate public relations but uh i'd love to come to your town he also taught me something else frank uh, not everyone could say they played at Madison Square Garden, much less 
maybe have the honor with your own eyes to see a game at the garden. But what Metalark told me was that one time he said, well, Frank, not everyone came to the garden, so I wanted to bring the garden to them. And when he retired from the Harlem Globetrotters, he started Metalark Lemon and the Harlem All-Stars. And he would go to Main Street, USA, small town, USA, local high schools, small convention centers. And the guy played in front of the popes and presidents and large stadiums. Sometimes he would go to the smaller venues with 1,500 people, 800 people. And I used to attend a weekly Bible study with Dr. Lloyd Ogilvie, the chaplain of the United States Senate, was a dear friend. Him and I used to walk on the floor of the U.S. Senate every morning together. Former South Carolina Senator Strom Thurmond, 95 years old, President Pro Temp, would hold on to each of our elbows. We would escort him in. I'd take him up to the rostrum. I was the youngest in 40 years to work on the floor of the United States Senate, half the day with the Republicans, the others with the Democrats. And it was an honor. And Dr. Ogilvie would open up in prayer. I used to go to his private Bible study. Before coming to the chaplain as the U.S. Senate, he would, he was Ronald Reagan's personal pastor when he was governor of California. Dr. Ogilvie dressed like a United States senator, but had the voice of God. And uh, I, it was an honor to send under his teaching, but he told me something in private one time. We were on the floor of the Senate in the back, just us. And I'm looking at, there's Tom Daschle, and then there's Patrick Leahy, had been in the Batman movies. There's John Glenn, who was from Ohio, ran for president. Then there's Edward M. Kennedy from New York. And there is Bob Dole from Russell, Kansas. I served on his presidential campaign and a host of others. I wanted more than one party at my funeral. Paul was all thanks to all men. But Dr. Ogilvie leaned over to me and said, Frank, fresh out of seminary, I had dreams of speaking in stadiums and cathedrals just like you. But what I've done is about five Sundays a year, I carve out space to preach at some of the smallest obscure churches in America and one or two overseas, whether it be Europe or Scotland. And he says, I go to a place that they could never afford to bring me in, but I go back to basics and I want to still be just as excited and passionate about preaching Jesus than when I first started and couldn't believe someone would open up a door for me to preach. And my mentor told me a long time ago, if you're too big to do the little things, you're too little to do the big things. So I have been blessed to speak at massive stadiums and a few TV shows. But I got saved at a country church running 33 in Maryland. Nine was the pastor's family. Just talked to the pastor's son, Phil Jack, in Tennessee just this past week. Thanked him profusely for his dad's ministry to my family and the Lord. His father never once pastored, to my knowledge, more than 100 people. Never once spoke to a crowd, probably more than two or 300 people. I don't think he ever wrote a book but he was a phenomenal teacher, preacher, pastor. And every time I preach, I think of Dr. E.G. Jack from Brandywine Bible Church in Maryland. But he was a legend. When we get to heaven, many who are first will be last. Many who are last will be first. And I tell you, nothing is small when you give your all to the Almighty. I'd love to come to your town. There's no church too big, too small. Go to frankshelton.com. And yes, we're trying to hit 23 counties in 24, but we'll make room 
to come to you. Back to the message I shared in the last segment, speaking of that crowd of graduates in Tennessee, I want to go over a few more things with the remaining moments that I have with you. Number one, don't be so professional that you lose the personal touch. Friends, this doesn't just work in ministry. This works in the marketplace. Take note. At the end of the day, you and I are in the people business. We're called to love God and love others. I've learned if you love God and love others, you'll stay out of trouble. Number two, don't chase charisma at the expense of character. I've learned if you get Christ, you'll have charisma. But if you chase charisma and you don't have character, you just got a crisis coming. Elvis Presley said it best when asked what charisma is. He said it means Christ and me. Number three, your relationship with God has to be more important than your resume. Stay right with God and he'll place you where credentials can't. I shared number four, when you're anointed by God, you don't need to be endorsed by man. Three times I had the honor to preach to Nelson Mandela Soccer Stadium to over 120,000. That's one third of a million souls in three sermons. Too often I've seen friends in ministry chase platforms when they should have chased God's presence. Get in your prayer closet, stay in his presence, because if you chase platforms and miss his presence, you have problems. True promotion comes from the Lord. We don't need a stage, but we must sit at his feet. Evangelist Billy Graham was asked if I could do it all over again. He said, quote, I would have prayed more and preach less. Lastly, I'll leave you with this. When you get alone with God in private, you can be a microphone for him in public. But until you hear from him, you cannot speak for him. God bless you and go with God. Thank you for joining Frank Shelton today. Consider bringing Frank to your next outreach. Feel free to contact us at frank at frankshelton.com and look for us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Frank Shelton Jr. If you would like to partner with Frank Shelton Global, you can donate online at frankshelton.com. Your generosity will help us bring the word to the world. This is Frank Shelton reminding you when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. God bless you and go with God. Tune in next week and God bless you. Producer Drew Shelton here. How powerful was that? You're listening to By Faith with Frank Shelton. Don't forget what Mark chapter 16 verse 15 says. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And how about John 14 6? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father except through me. Make sure you check out the website, frankshelton.com, and you can also follow Frank on X, formerly known as Twitter. Just search Frank Shelton Jr. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. God bless.